What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Junkyard Podcast. I'm your host, Junkyard Jimmy. And I guess I'll start off with an announcement. So, originally in concept, this podcast was going to be solely based on this... uh, the topic of professional wrestling, um, but I, I have decided um, just recently here that I, w- I want to open up the, the conversation to basically make it about all sports, but the concept still remains. So it will, whether we talk about professional wrestling or football or baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever, um, the concept of Keep politics out of it and all of that. That stays the same. And so with that today, today's episode, episode number two, I want to break down um, the the NFL um, season as it is, MVP um, candidates, possible possible MVP candidates, um, things like that, and kind of see. So you can get an opinion, a, a look at what I see, my opinion on the MVP um, versus um, who I think maybe is getting a little overhyped in the MVP balloting and voting and just overall what the season looks like. Um, I'm recording this on my way to my day job. Um, about 8:30 on a on a Tuesday morning right before Christmas. <laughs> so I I want to just uh wish everyone a, a merry christmas, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, any other holidays that I I don't say or remember off the top of my head. I hope y'all have a happy holiday season into the new year. The new year is when I'm going to just try to get a, a schedule put out and content released at as much as possible. Um, and so let's, let's jump into it and let's, let's go no holds barred here. And, and let me just keep it a buck 50 and tell you how I feel. I think, I think the apparent favorite for the MVP at this point in the season, it, according to all the analysts and experts and everything, it seems like they're going to just hand Jalen Hurts, uh, quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, the trophy without even considering other candidates for the role. And I don't want to say Jalen Hurts has had uh, hasn't had a good season. He has. He's done really well. He's led the Eagles to thirteen and one. Um, and, and they're a game away from clinching the number one seed, but here's where I hold my reserves because that 13 and one record is, in my opinion, it doesn't show the whole picture. So yes, Jalen Hurts has had a good season, but there was going to be one team that had to take the lead in the NFC because the NFC as a whole is the 
most mediocre conference in all of professional sports. There's maybe two or three good teams at this point. Like even your consistent good, you know, your consistent favorites for that division, for that conference, aren't even really doing that much. Like it's it's so sad that the Dallas Cowboys, if they don't beat the Eagles this weekend, they're gonna they're they they're in the playoffs, but they're not host. They they won't be able to host a playoff game, and they have a better record than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Carolina Panthers or the New Orleans Saints, whoever decides they want to suck the least and win the the NFC South, you know, they're going to most likely have a losing record or a just above 500 record. And the Dallas Cowboys are a game or two behind the Eagles. They're sitting at, I think, 13-3 and three or... 11 and 3 or something. I can't remember what their record is right now. I think it's 11 and 3. Um, and they, unless they win their division, are going to have to play as the visitors to a mediocre team in the playoffs. So the NFC, in my opinion, is so weak. There was going to be one team, regardless of anybody. Now, I thought at the beginning of the season it would be the Rams. And they have way underperformed everybody's expectations. I thought maybe it possibly could have been Tampa, but they have under X, you know, I thought maybe, you know, Aaron Rodgers was so good that even without Devontae Adams, that Green Bay would be able to push on. And so you, you saw at the beginning of the year, um, the Eagles and the Vikings. And now the Vikings have kind of lost a couple games here. Um, and they're just trying to clinch. Uh, a top seed. I think right now they'll be the two seed. Um, and that that great comeback that they did on uh, last Saturday was great to to win the division, but they don't look in top top form. And I don't even think the Eagles look in top form right now. Think of the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, they blew the hell out of the Giants a couple of weeks ago. But think about the overall picture of the last couple of weeks. They struggled against a three-win Chicago team who all the people are going to say, well, they lost so many games decided by one possession or less. Right, but they're still not that great. You know, there's a reason they've lost so many games by one possession. It's because they don't have the talent to beat these one possession games. No, and they the Eagles probably should have lost to to Chicago. They struggled early against Houston. And and maybe Houston has something defensively that we don't we don't really recognize because they've 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 made really good teams struggle. They made Dallas struggle, they made Philly struggle last week, Kansas City struggled against them until overtime. Um and so, you know, but they struggled against these really mediocre or or worse teams. My, you know, my thing is everybody's at the same point. They have the same concerns, injuries, um, injuries and fatigue and, and, and all of that. All the teams, everybody on every roster is feeling some sort of injury or stinger or fatigue. We're, we're, we're at the, the winding down part of the year. And, and to me, the Eagles don't have that 
bite. And I know this is going to make a lot of Eagles fans, especially my, my father, upset. But I don't – there's nothing that scares me. And, I, and I'll be biased. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. But as a Bills fan, there's nothing that scares me about the Eagles. There's nothing that the Eagles do that other teams in the AFC don't do. You know? So that's why – and this may be biased. This may – it may not be. I think there's a couple other people outside of Jalen Hurts. Because let's just be honest. You put Garner Minshew in against a, um, a couple of the teams the Eagles had to play this season. And, and it's not about, well, the Eagles play a weak schedule. Well, they do. But all of the NFC teams play a weak schedule because the NFC in general is a weak conference. When you compare it to the AFC, there's I don't... I don't see any team in the NFC that could play an NFC, uh, an AFC schedule. And, 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 you know, you put Dallas in the AFC where they have to play Kansas City two times a year, you know, or, or hell, even if they have to play Baltimore two times a year or Buffalo two times a year, you know, or, you know, Jacksonville or Indianapolis two times a year. Those are those are really good teams that you know. I think people are talking about how like the the AFC South is pretty weak. I don't know if it's weak. It's it's probably the weakest of the the AFC conferences. But they got really good teams that I think if, if like the if the Titans played and the and the uh, NFC South against the Bucks, the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, and what you know whatever they would win. Eight to ten games this year, they, you know, but they're playing an AFC schedule, and I think the AFC, and I've said this all year, the AFC, it has all the best teams, and there's going to be one team in the NFC just because of how weak the conference is compared to the NFC or compared to the AFC. Um, and there's going to be one team that that runs the table because that's just how it works when you play a majority of your games against same-minded teams in a weaker conference. Now, that's not to say that the Eagles aren't good. It's not to say that Jalen Hurts isn't having a great season, because he is. You know, he's having a really good season. But to put him as the front-runner for the MVP, when you have people like Patrick Mahomes, um, and I don't even think he's the favorite. I think the favorite has been the favorite the entire season, the most valuable player on the football field on any given day for, for Buffalo is Josh Allen. And and the one argument that I keep hearing is that Josh Allen wasn't great until Stefan Diggs came. And when because of Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen is doing great. But can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? We can use that same argument for Jalen Hurts. Because last year, Jalen Hurts didn't have that great of a season. People were wondering, is he the starting quarterback? Now, he had, he, 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 you knew he was going to be able to produce with his legs, but can he, can he sit there in the pocket and extend plays and, and find receivers? And when you have a receiving crew of like Quez Watkins and Travis Fulgham and whoever the hell the Eagles had last year, that's hard to do. You look at, you look at what, even with Trevor Lawrence, this year they went heavy on getting good weapons for Trevor Lawrence and look at the success he's had. So I don't think it's a, a, a negative for 
a quarterback that the team goes out and gets them weapons. Because sometimes it's like you have a really good quarterback, but because you don't have weapons for that quarterback, that quarterback can't produce. Take a look at, um, in my opinion, take a look at like Russell Wilson. He kind of downgraded with the weapons. I, I, Cortland Sutton's okay. Judy, I don't think, has played at all this season. Um, they don't have a running game like they used to in Seattle. Russell Wilson went from like a top five guaranteed quarterback to like mid-tier this year simply because he doesn't have as good as weapons as Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Chris Carson. And imagine what Russell Wilson would be able to do if he stayed in Seattle and he had Kenneth Walker in the backfield like like they do now. You know? Like Geno's having a really good season because of the weapons and Russell's not. So I think a lot of the quarterback success comes from the weapons that you give that quarterback. So I don't think it's fair to subtract votes or subtract um anything from a quarterback because you go out and you know that to make this quarterback shine, you need weapons. Like Josh Allen, if you look at statistically, he's on par to have more passing yards than he did last year. He's on par to throw for fewer interceptions, even though he has um, already 11 interceptions. He's on pace for about 13 interceptions this season. Um, And that's fewer than he had last year. He's on par to throw throw for more touchdowns, throw for more yards, run for more yards, and he already tied how many rushing touchdowns he had last season. So I don't think it's fair to say, well, just because of Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen has been – Josh Allen has was the MVP runner-up essentially last year. And he is having a better season this year than he had last year. And now, yes, Jalen Hurts has had a great season. I think Trevor Lawrence is maybe not in consideration for this year, but with what he's done the last – month and a half or so, he should be in consideration for next year's MVP. I think Patrick Mahomes is always in that conversation. I think, uh, but I think people are ready to give Jalen Hurts the trophy because the Eagles are 13 and one. If the Eagles weren't 13 and one, even, even if Jalen Hurts had the same season that he's had so far this season, but the Eagles were uh, 10 and four, or nine and five, he wouldn't even be in consideration. But because the Eagles are thirteen and one, and that's all people see is that, uh, like, okay, the Eagles are thirteen and one, and Jalen Hurts is playing some pretty good football. Well, let's just make him the MVP. But that that lessens the the meaning, in my opinion, that lessens the meaning of what the MVP trophy is for. It's for the most valuable player on the field, and and to me, and maybe I have the wrong definition of what it means to be the most valuable player on the field. But to me, to be the most valuable player on a team or on or overall to win the MVP, it means that when you're not on the field, your team suffers. And I, I hate to say it because I am a Buffalo Bills fan, but if Josh Allen, when he had his elbow injury, if he would have said, you know what, let me get this fixed. I'll, t- I'll sit down on the sidelines and I won't play for two or three weeks those three games, if we had Case Keenum as our quarterback, we would not have won. We would have lost. Josh Allen is the sole reason why we won. And we have a really good defense. But 
We gave up 29 to the Dolphins. And I'm I'm sorry to say this. I watched Case Keenum play preseason football against the Carolina Panthers live. He was not good. He is just a backup. You know, I used to think we, we were pretty set. If Josh Allen had an injury, we could put in Mitch Trubisky last year and, and maybe not be as good, but Mitch Trubisky was a serviceable backup for us last year. With Matt Barkley, with Case Keenum, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like we have a serviceable backup. And I love Matt Barkley because he's a he's a locker room guy. And I'm okay with him being on the team, but I don't I don't feel comfortable with with the feeling that if Josh Allen got hurt, Matt Barkley or Case Keenum was going to lead us to the promised land and, and we were going to win games. You know, with the Eagles, I think they, they know, yeah, they would prefer Jalen Hurts to start, but if Gardner Minshew had to play, I, I think the Eagles would be okay. They would know that we might not be as prolific with our with our quarterback running game. We'd have to run the ball more with our running backs. Um, we, but we have really good receivers, and and Garner Minshew can win his games. He's done it in Jacksonville. He's a he's a proven a proven starter in Jacksonville. He's he's not the best quarterback, but he's probably in terms of backups one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. And I don't feel that way about the Bills, and so. Not that that disqualifies Jalen because he is valuable, but I believe that it makes Josh Allen more valuable than Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen is more valuable to the Buffalo Bills than Jalen Hurts is to the Philadelphia Eagles because if Jalen goes down with an injury, I think the Eagles can still win games in their in their um, weak weak ass conference. Then if Josh Allen went down, thinking we could win games. And the AFC, not the AFC East, but the AFC in general, can can if we made it to the playoffs and Josh Allen was hurt, could we beat the Kansas City Chiefs with Case Keenum as our quarterback? I don't think so. Could we beat the Cincinnati Bengals with Case Keenum as our quarterback? I don't think so. Could we beat? Could we beat the uh, Baltimore Ravens? No, I don't think with Case Keenum we could beat him. Could we beat the Titans? No, I don't think we could beat them. Because these are teams that even when Josh Allen plays, we are playing close games with them. So we need Josh Allen to keep it close. If Josh Allen's not there, we're going to we're going to lose. Because it's hard for you to say defense hold the Kansas City Chiefs to under 20 points. Because I don't see Case Keenum getting us over 20 points. And so that's why, because Josh Allen was the MVP runner-up last year. Everyone said this was his season to win the MVP because they they kind of felt that Aaron Rodgers was going to have this down down decline. Everyone was saying this was Josh Allen's season to become MVP. And what? Because he had a couple games where he threw multiple interceptions and he has 11 picks on the season. Um and he's um, his his touchdown to interception ratio is not at the level of Jalen Hurts, but he's thrown for more yards. He has about the same amount of rushing yards, if not just a below what Jalen Hurts has in rushing yards. Uh, probably a uh, a little bit fewer rushing touchdowns, but Josh Allen doesn't run the football in the red zone. When Josh Allen runs or 
Josh Allen only runs the football in the red zone. He's not going to sit there on QB sneaks unless it's like a fourth and one. You know, they have designed plays in the playbook for Jalen Hurts to run the ball as part of their offensive set. Josh Allen, when he runs, a lot of the times we're calling a pass play and the protection breaks down and Josh has to run and, and run and, and figure out what he's going to do and improvise. And and so a lot of his quarterback running yards don't come off design runs, whereas Jalen Hurts, they do. And so I feel like, I feel like I'm not, I'm not saying Josh Allen is the unanimous voter, but I'm saying put some respect on the man's name. Don't just automatically think the trophy goes to Jalen Hurts because he's 13-1 and in a weak-ass conference and a, and a pretty strong division where the best teams in that division, when all four teams right now in the NFC East are in the playoffs. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. But, but – the rest of the teams outside of the division winners and the rest of the NFC conference are so bad. There's very few teams that are above 500 in the NFC because that that conference is just so weak. All your best quarterbacks play in the AFC. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, they all play in the AFC. Now you have Jalen Hurts maybe as and Dak Prescott as guys in the the NFC, but like even Matt Ryan, mediocre Matt Ryan plays now in the AFC. Can we get some guys to play in the NFC outside of Jalen Hurts, outside of Justin Fields? Because I think if Justin Fields had weapons around him, he would be able to throw the ball better. But he has a 1,000 rushing yards, which is unheard of for a quarterback. But he has to run because he has no weapons. I think Justin Fields will have a good career if Chicago gives him weapons. Or if he goes to another team that can give him weapons. Um, you have Jalen, Justin, Dak. And that's about it. Maybe Tom Brady, but he's at the end of his career. Aaron Rodgers is on the decline. I don't count Brock Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance because I don't know what happened. what's going to happen there. The Carolina Panthers sure as hell don't have a st- – a MVP caliber quarterback. The Falcons, Desmond Ritter's now their starter. We haven't seen him much. The Saints, they I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston or or Taysom Hill or there's nobody in the NFC, you know, and the NFC is so weak compared to the AFC. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not disqualifying Jalen Hurts because I think he should be in the running. My point is, I think Josh Allen is still the the favorite. I think Josh Allen is still the favorite. And people want to hate on Josh Allen. People want to hate on the Buffalo Bills because of this, like, meteoric rise to fame. And this, like, Tom Brady leaves. Like, that's what it is, is that if Tom Brady never left the Patriots, you, you know, the Bills would never have been where they are. But can you not see the, the, the work that has made? been made, that they were making the playoffs before Tom Brady left. Were we winning playoff games? No. But the work that Josh Allen has done to become a better quarterback, the work that Brandon Bean has done to put together a team that's competitive, the work that Sean McDermott and and Dable before he left and Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier have done 
to put an offense and defensive scheme together that works. And Josh Allen doesn't have to have design runs. But you have to wonder, when is he going to run? He can sling the ball 40, 50, 60 yards. And so I'm not disqualifying Jalen. I think it should, it's going to he's going to be a favorite to win the MVP. But I'm saying, when you put him when you put it side to, side by side, Josh Allen versus Jalen Hurts, they both are almost equal in my opinion. I'm not saying Josh Allen has had a better season. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts has had a better season. They've had about equal seasons. But the reason I think people are giving Philly the advantage, giving Jalen Hurts the advantage over Josh Allen is because of the record. And that's not fair because the record isn't a, a representation of the whole team, not the individual. And, and maybe because Jalen Hurts hasn't had thrown but half the interceptions as Josh Allen. He came in throwing three until last week when he threw two interceptions against the Chicago Bears, who were like dead last in turnovers this year. That's what I look at. Where Who was Josh Allen throwing interceptions to? One of the best lockdown corners in the AFC, Sauce Gardner. He threw an interception to him. Maybe two. You know? Um, a couple of interceptions were based off plays that the receiver quit on the route or it hit off their hands. You know, so a lot of these interceptions, I don't want to use it as an excuse, but interceptions should count as a wide receiver stat too because a lot of the interceptions for Josh Allen are because the receiver didn't make the catch or because they didn't run the right route or whatever. Um, Very rarely has Josh Allen thrown an interception and it has been because he made like a a wrong call or a bad throw. It has been because he's put the ball somewhere and the receiver couldn't catch it or or it hit off their hands. You know, Josh you know, Josh Allen doesn't make mistakes to where he's just going to overthrow a ball by twenty yards and it gets picked up. You know? So fifteen eleven picks, thirty six touchdown passes, I think is where or thirty three touchdown passes. He's almost at like a three, uh, I want to say a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. And that's that's good. That is a good number. If you can throw three touchdowns to every interception, I will take that every day of the week. You know, not everyone can be Trevor Lawrence and have a 14 to one intercept touchdown to interception ratio as Trevor Lawrence has had since week nine of this year. And that's why I'm saying even he could be in the competition because he might bring the Jacksonville Jaguars to a division championship because the AFC South is probably going to come down to can Tennessee win enough games to stop the Jaguars. The Jaguars went out because they play the Colts and they play the Titans and they play, I think, another division game, the Texans. I think the Jaguars end with a bunch of division games. And so that allows them, if they went out, the Jaguars win that division. And it's because of ETN, Zay Jones, and most importantly, Trevor Lawrence. He finally has a quarterback-driven system with a, with a coach that knows how to coach 
to the to the level of success of a quarterback, Doug Peterson, um, and Trevor Lawrence is finally figuring it out. And so he might not win the MVP this year. I'm going to put him in, in consideration because he's just having a great month last month and a half of the season. And he might bring this team to a playoff berth. Um, but I don't know, y'all. What do you think? Am I am I going too hard on Philly? Am I going too hard on the NFC? Am, am, am I making a fair representation? Because to me, to me, it just feels like it just feels like they're giving this um, trophy, this honor of MVP to Jalen Hurts without even really testing whether or not there's anybody else that could compare. It's like what they did with Aaron Rodgers a couple years ago, where Aaron Rodgers had this fantastic season, maybe deserving of MVP. He won MVP back-to-back years. I don't, I don't really necessarily think he had the best season. He was the most valuable team. Obviously, we can tell that Devontae Adams is more valuable to the Packers than Aaron Rodgers is because Aaron Rodgers can't hit a fucking wide receiver to save his life. Now, they just beat the Rams on Monday Night Football. But the Rams suck. The Rams suck. You know, they've lost a lot of key players, and now they suck. Um, Who would have thought Minnesota would win that division by, like, five games? It might be down to three games now because Minnesota's been on a losing streak here recently. But who would have thought Minnesota would have wiped the table of that division and it didn't come down to, like, a last-week situation? But that's Aaron Rodgers. He's not. He's at the point of his career where he's less valuable than ever. He's one of the greats of all time, but he's less valuable than he ever has been. And and he won the MVP last year as the most valuable player. I think if anybody on the Packers should have won it last year, it should have been Devontae Adams. And you can tell. You take him away from Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a wide receiver to save his ass. He's not hes not going to put up a lot of statistics. And I hate to think that they're going to give this, this trophy to Jalen Hurts because of the fact that the Eagles only have one loss. And, and, I, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but that's what it feels like. It's like he's the best player on the best team, and so he's going to get the trophy. But that's not what it is. It's who is most valuable – to the team, who is most valuable. And I think Eagles fans can say that if Jalen Hurts is hurt, like he, uh, he might be now, he might not play against Dallas, can Gardner Minshew make y'all competitive? Or are y'all just going to get blown out of the water? I think Gardner Minshew still makes that game competitive because I think he is a serviceable backup. And I also want to take a look at the fact that the Buffalo Bills have lost three games by a combined eight points. He's, we've lost three games by a combined eight points. The Miami game, we lost by two. And you could say, well, you lost by two. You lost. But the weather, the conditions, we weren't prepared. It's not an excuse 
I'm saying we weren't physically and mentally prepared to play in heat the way that we had to play. And we ran out of energy and we were exhausted. I, I, I will admit that that was a mistake on our on our practice and on our training and on our, our, our level of um, fitness and, and level of ability there. I, I will admit that. But we lost by two. But if you look at the stat sheet, we doubled the Dolphins in everything but scoring. We doubled them. We we totally obliterated them. If you looked at the stat sheet, you would have thought the the Bills should have been winning by like twenty points. But we couldn't. We made we made dumb mistakes, and we weren't physically fit. We weren't in shape for the game, and we lost. And the Jets game, same thing. We dumb mistakes, dumb penalties, a few injuries. Um, I will say there, Josh Allen threw a pick. When it you know in, in a pretty big situation, and that's a game that you can say, well, it wasn't Josh Allen's best game, and we lost the game. Minnesota, same thing, couple injuries, played close. Really good team in the NFC, one of the better teams in the NFC. Only won by a last-second field goal. Uh, you know, we made one extra play. Did something down the road there. The Eagles have one loss, and I think their loss came by eight points. To a team who is who at the at that point in time didn't play good. They weren't above five hundred. I don't think at the time. They they were missing Chase Young. Carson Wentz wasn't playing. Taylor Heineke was the starter, and they came in. Into Philadelphia and beat them. So, man, like, mixed with the fact that they've struggled with Houston, mixed with the fact that they've struggled with Chicago, and they struggled with Minnesota early. Um, the Eagles are just not a team that I'm scared of. And, like, there's nothing the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts, that the Chiefs don't do with Patrick Mahomes, or that the Ravens don't do with Lamar Jackson, or that the Bengals are going to do with Burrow and and their receivers, you know? So it's just like I think the Bills or the Bengals or the the Chiefs or whoever ends up being the AFC representative in the Super Bowl, I think the Eagles have a pretty easy slate to the Super Bowl if they get the one seed. Because they're gonna have that first round bye where they can, where they can get that rest. Jalen can get rested. Everybody can get a, basically another bye week and prepare for playoff football. Um, and then you got to play games in Philadelphia. It's gonna be a tough, tough um, environment for an imposing team to get a W. But, but. I think in a neutral site in a Super Bowl, whoever ends up being the AFC representative, because I would like to say the Bills are the favorites because they're the one seed, but the Chiefs are still there. The Bengals are getting hot. Fuck, if the Jaguars make it in, they might run the table, you know, run the gauntlet, you know, just having the hot hand at the right time. On a neutral site, I don't know if Philly can can play 
anything that the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, the Ravens, even the Jaguars, I don't know if they can play, if that would play in the Eagles' favor. I really don't, I, I'm really not confident about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl because the teams in the AFC are far more superior in terms of talent level than the teams in the NFC. And so the Eagles are basically maybe going to cakewalk their way into a Super Bowl and the NF, the, the AFC teams are going to quickly and easily, you know, they go, they're going to battle. The AFC teams are going to battle in the playoffs. And so – and the Eagles are going to run this like cakewalk schedule down the down the line, where they play like the Dallas Cowboys for the third time and beat them for the for the third time, <laughs> um, or they're going to play the Giants, or they're going to play Washington or Tampa Bay. You know, one of these teams that are that are like mediocre five hundred teams, and then they might have to play Minnesota in the in the um, NFC Championship game, and what happens there? You know, what happens there? Um, and then on the other hand, with the Bills and the Chiefs and the whole AFC, they're going to battle the Bills. They come in if they if they're the one seed, they come in and they're going to play Jacksonville maybe or the Chargers um, or or Baltimore. In their first playoff game after the one seed bye, and then if they if they get past that that game, then in the NFC Championship they're going to have to play Cincinnati or Kansas City, and then then they're going to have to play the Eagles. And don't get me wrong, the Eagles are a good team. They're a good defense. They have a good they have good weapons. It's it's not like Buffalo didn't, wouldn't have to prepare for them. Kansas City wouldn't have to prepare for them. No, they would. They're a good team. Don't get me wrong. You don't get the 13-1 and by having a mediocre team. They have a good team, but they got the 13-1 and because they play in a weak-ass conference. Um, so I don't think Jalen Hurts should be just the unanimous favorite for MVP, and I don't think you should crown the Eagles of, have, of having any success at this point because they're 13-1 and in a mediocre conference, struggling against bottom-tier teams, but sneaking out wins at the end. And you're like, well, haven't the Bills snuck out wins? Yeah, we snuck out a win a win against a playoff team called the Miami Dolphins. We snuck out a uh, we snuck out a win against a playoff team called the Kansas City Chiefs. We snuck out a win against a playoff team called the 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 Baltimore Ravens. You know, like the the games are sneaking out sh- victories against our teams that are in the playoffs. We're not sneaking out victories against bottom half teams. We played the Cleveland Browns and beat the living, the ever living shit out of them. I think we, you know, but yet we're not playing bottom tier teams because we have a first place schedule. And I know Eagles fans hate when we bring up schedules, but it's not our fault that our schedule is tougher than yours. And, and it's not your fault that your schedule is weaker than ours, but at, but you have to admit you're playing a weaker schedule. It's, it's, not, a, it's not your fault. You don't get to determine that schedule. It's not our fault that y'all had a, 
a, a third a third a third place team I think last year and so you get to play a third place schedule that's not your fault that's how the NFL works that's not an excuse to why the Eagles are doing so good I think the Eagles are doing so good because the best teams in the NFC are no longer the best teams in the NFC the Packers are not that good anymore they're going to have to find weapons and a replacement for Aaron Rodgers soon the Buccaneers aren't that good anymore they're going to have to find weapons and a replacement for Tom Brady soon the 49ers are Always mid-tier. The Rams aren't where they were last year. Um, the Panthers aren't there. The Saints aren't there. The Giants aren't, aren't there. The Cowboys and the Eagles are probably the best two teams. You have Minnesota who's going to have this one good season, and the next year kind of go back to mediocrity. You have the Lions who are kind of building to something special, but who knows what happens next year? Who knows what happens with the Lions? They may come out and win the division next year. They may come back to get the first overall pick. We don't know what the Lions at this point. There's, you know, there's a lot of shakeup going on in the NFC. Whereas the AFC, you have the Bills, who have been there for four years now. It's about to be the third straight year in a row. If they can beat Chicago this week, which they should, and you should handily beat Chicago, if they beat Chicago this week, they win their third straight division championship. So the Bills are there. This will be the fourth straight year they've made the playoffs. The Bills are now sitting at at the top of the the, the board for for on the foreseeable future. Uh, you have the Chiefs who have been there for seven years or so, ten years now. Um, you have the the Steelers, or well, not the the Ravens and the Bengals battling for that division. Um, and then the Titans are—they've have—they're having a down year than what they usually have, but that that division outside of the Houston Texans is actually more competitive than it has been in the near future. The Colts are maybe not as competitive, but they're still competitive. Yeah, the Titans—they—they're going to have to find—they have Malik Willis, but do they have faith that he can lead the team? Because I don't know how much longer Tannehill has in Tennessee. Um, and the Jaguars are getting getting to the point to where they're going to compete every year for, for that division. So that division, you know, all the teams are kind of at that 500 or just above 500 uh, mentality, but all of those teams are very competitive. Um, and even some of the subpar teams, you know, like the Jets and the Dolphins, they're not maybe battling for divisions, but they're battling for playoff spots. The Chargers, they're getting there. If the Raiders can find a head coach, they would be there. Um, if Russell Wilson performed the way that he was supposed to, Denver was there. You know, now I think Denver didn't have a lot of weapons to give um, Russell Wilson this year. So maybe, and a first-year head coach in a new system, in a new scheme, maybe it's something for for Russell to figure out here in the next couple of years. Um, but there's a lot more AFC teams that I that I think are more competitive than the majority of the NFC teams. And so I don't want you to say that the Eagles are Super Bowl favorites because they're 13-1 and one in a weak-ass conference and say the Bills are not Super Bowl favorites because they're 11-3 with losses against very reputable teams, really good teams. We lost to the Vikings, one of the better teams in the NFC. And, you know? By a field goal in the last seconds of the game, we kept it close. It was a good game. We kept it close. We lost to the, the, the Dolphins 
a really good team with really extreme conditions, with a lot of injuries. We lost to the Jets with a lot of injuries. I think that was the game that Josh Allen injured his elbow in, too. That Jets game. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty, pretty sure. The second time he played the Jets, we destroyed them. We destroyed them. We we almost made Mike White, you know, lose. His, like, he broke his ribs. I don't know what the hell happened to him. He went to the hospital after the game. We speared him. Like, we literally destroyed the Jets the second time we played them. We, we kept it close to the Dolphins in, last week. We should, we should pretty single-handedly beat the Bears this week. You know? We should pretty single-handedly beat um, the Patriots week 18. Now we have the Bengals the week uh, next week um, on Monday Night Football. And so that's going to be a, a really good game. And it's going to maybe be the game that decides if we have the number one seed or not. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if we can get one Kansas City loss and we win out or we win the next two games, if Kansas City can lose one of their next two games and we win both of our two games, even if we lose against the Patriots, which I don't think happens, if, if we win two of our last three games, I'm pretty sure we get the onesie. Pretty sure. Um. And at the end of the day, a 14-3 and season, that's about what I expected. That's about what I expected for Buffalo this season. You know, I think I said 15-2 and with losses to Tampa – or not Tampa, Green Bay and um, Kansas City. We beat Kansas City in the regular season. I think we went into Green Bay and beat them pretty bad. So, like, that's what I'm saying is that the Bills – They've come in and the teams that they were, you know, like, maybe they'll beat them, maybe they won't. They came in and beat them. And the teams that they, you know, yeah, we lost to the Jets. Yeah, we lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, we lost to the Vikings. Teams that maybe coming into the season I thought we would would beat. But they're better teams than I am. I've, I've had them on paper. And, and it, was a, it was a good game. The Eagles, they've come in and, yeah, they've won almost every game but one. But they've struggled against – teams that they shouldn't have struggled against. So I guess I'll, I'll end it here. I'll end it here. The Eagles are a good team. I'm not saying that they're not a good team. I'm not saying that they're probably the favorites of the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. What I am saying is that we shouldn't just crown Jalen Hurts MVP and we shouldn't just crown the Eagles as like Super Bowl favorites without letting it all happen. Because Jalen Hurts has had a phenomenal season. But I think Josh Allen has had an, a just as phenomenal season with just about equal weapons and a harder conference. And, and, and if Jalen Hurts is like this unanimous winner, then it, it, it shows to me that the, the people who vote for the MVP don't necessarily care about the environment or, or who teams play they just care about who has the best record and who has the best player on that team. Who is the best player on the best team? And that's not always the MVP in my, in my belief. The MVP to me is who is the best player, the most valuable player, 
Who is a player that if you took off the field, the team would not have the same amount of success? I think with Garner Minshew, the Eagles maybe lose two or three games that they've won. But what, but they're probably a a 12-win overall team, 12-5 and five team with Garner Minshew at quarterback with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they can win 11 or 12 games with Garner Minshew at quarterback because Garner Minshew won like eight games with Jacksonville and they didn't have any of that, you know. So Garner Minshew is a serviceable quarterback if, if Jalen Hurts went down. Can you say that at this point in the season, if Josh Allen, let's say, in pre, like, let's just hypothesize and 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 think, if Josh Allen got hurt in the preseason, and Case Keenum started day one, would the Bills be eleven and three at this point in the season? No, we're probably seven and seven at best. You know. That's four games. We're not winning the division at that point. We maybe won't make the playoffs at that point. You know what I'm saying? So Josh Allen, to me, you take Josh Allen off the field, you lose more than if you take Jalen Hurts off the field. Now, does Gardner Minshew have the running ability of Jalen Hurts? Probably not, no. But do you win the same amount of games? Are you still as competitive? I would say yes. Case Keenum certainly doesn't have the throwing or running capabilities of, of Josh Allen. And that's why I'm always saying, like, the Bills, you have your guy. You have your starter for the next 10 to 15 years, but you need to get you your guy that's a backup, that's a serviceable backup. Like, imagine if we had the situation that San Francisco's having. Where now Brock Purdy, who is a guy that I thought was undervalued in the draft this year, and he's coming in and winning games. Because of the system, and he's a guy that can that can win football games for San Francisco in that system with McCaffrey and Debo and, and Kittle. So you don't have to have the most skilled guy. You can draft a six-round quarterback that fits your system and let him be your backup. That's what I think Buffalo needs to focus on. Here is let's just not sign like a veteran, like an older veteran to be our backup for Josh Allen. Let's get us a serviceable guy. And I thought we should have kept Mitch Trubisky because I thought he was that serviceable guy. But that's not the way that it went. Let me let me let me um let me know what you guys think. Um about about all of this. Let me know what you guys think about um who's the MVP favorite? Does Josh Allen have a shot? Is it going to just solely go to Jalen Hurts? Am I crazy for wanting wanting, you know, the committee to look at it differently than than who's the best player on the best record, the team with the best record. Let me know what you think. As for now, this is Junkyard Jimmy. This has been another episode of the Junkyard.